It's about time. Welcome to Free to Play, your number one esports radio show in the Metroplex. FM ESPN is the only station in DFW bringing you exclusive eSports coverage. Now here's your host on Free to Play, Kevin Correa, on 103.3 FM ESPN. What's up, what's happening people? Kevin Gray here, talking esports of course the next hour, next uh, 59 minutes and 40 seconds I'm going to say that? I'm going to count down 40 seconds or so. Uh, wonderful, beautiful Sunday morning here. Lots going on within esports. Lots going on, uh, you know, in general. Have you guys been playing Fall Guys? Yeah, me neither. But uh, apparently, new newest battle royale out there. I talked a little bit about it last week. But Fall Guys, a uh, little uh, twenty dollar battle royale game out there, uh, already popping off into an esport. Apparently, Twitch Rivals having a tournament for it. So that's going to be. A ton of great fun, but um, I can't really I can't really consider it an esports. It's too much luck, not enough skill. I think is really warranted in the sh- in the uh, the game. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a little fun kind of party game, but I don't think it's anything beyond that. You know, it's interesting that this has blown up so much over the past week. I don't know if you if you guys have missed it. Uh, I think who was it? Tim the Tapman is uh, he was. Uh, Getting trolled by the the Fall Guys Twitter account. Basically, he was never gonna win a game. He's a big uh, you, you know Twitch TV personality. Couldn't manage a win of Fall Guys up until I think Thursday. Then he managed two in a row, and then he probably uninstalled the game after that. Absolutely uh, fun following that little trend all over the place. But really, something that was uh, that was on my mind yesterday while watching uh, you know the CDL, watching LCS, LEC. All the League of Legends stuff, Overwatch League. I was just had four screens in front of me watching like six different events, just alt tabbing back and forth. Uh, I caught a bit of the, I guess, what would you call it? the DC uh, movie like drops. I don't know what's what's the right word to say for that, but pretty much we got like new Batman's, we got new Suicide Squad, we got like all these other movies that are that are coming out from DC that I'm excited about. I'm uh, you know if I'm like. How many else of you guys? I I watch people play video games. I'm an esports guy. I'm a, I'm a little bit of a nerd. That means uh, at this point, comic books are also in my wheelhouse, unfortunately. But it's a lovely Sunday here at the uh, Victory Plaza Studios for us. Uh, got a packed show for you guys. Um, we got to start off talking uh, a little about CDL. Have to hit on the LCS, LEC, and some other little headline news there that we got uh, for you guys at 10.50. At 10.30, we do it each and every Sunday. 
have to talk about the best plays of the week. This week, of course, CDL, Overwatch League, Rocket League's uh, 10th season, their tournament, their weekly tournament, the Grid, North America. How did Team Envy perform in that? Who ended up winning that whole thing? As well as, you know, Dallas Fuel versus Toronto Defiant. That's another Overwatch League matchup that we got to talk about a little bit and talk you know, a little scoreboard update on the Overwatch League as they go into their final weekend before they uh, end up going into playoffs, which is kind of weird. Playoffs, uh, any and everybody can go into playoffs. So that's cool, I guess. Thanks to coronavirus, everybody gets a playoff spot. Uh, mainly, I want to hit about LEC's uh, Schalke 04. They end up having a miracle run in the LEC. They've won... Well, before yesterday, they won seven straight games to squeak into the playoffs. But again, we'll talk about them a little further on in the show. Um, man, just a packed show. How do we start it off? We have to start talking about the Call of Duty playoffs taking place this weekend. Today, four elimination games. Yesterday, though, the Dallas Empire had something to say to the uh, Toronto Ultra. What was the answer? You'll find out next right here on Free to Play on 103.3 FM ESPN. This is why you don't get caught with your pants down, Dan Snyder. The Max Kellerman Show. For how many years have been sitting here saying, change the name? You will change the name. The Heat. Why not get out in front of it? Instead, they're way, way behind it. And now they have this ridiculous Washington football team. The intensity. The level of incompetence because of the arrogance of that organization is staggering. The Max Kellerman Show. Afternoons 1 to 3 on 103.3 FM ESPN. Welcome in. Free to play right here on 103.3 FM ESPN. Kevin Correa here. Follow me on Twitter at Correa24 and I'll give you the latest hot takes on esports around the globe. Like, man, the Seattle Surge certainly saved themselves a lot of trouble. They don't have to play any more Modern Warfare, but uh, that's a meme that bears repeating, right? Everybody's heard that one before. Talking about the CDL playoffs now as, uh, really, we, we get into it this weekend. The Dallas Empire having to wait on Friday to see who they'd be up against on Saturday, I mean yesterday. And uh, it ended up being quite a fun little weekend for CDL playoffs, I would say. Um First, though, before I get too far ahead of myself, had the pleasure of sitting in a, in a press conference, a little Zoom-style press conference, of course. Nobody can really meet in person nowadays, so Zoom meetings it is. Had the opportunity to kind of ask questions to Empire players like Shotzi, Huke, Mr. Rambo Ray himself, was friend of the show. Um, Pretty much, I, I started off, I just asked uh, Ray... Hey, man, who do you want to face come Saturday? Do you want to face Florida? Do you want to face Toronto? Is there is there a want to face the weaker team? Or is like, we want the best team possible? You know, like, the mentality that I was thinking was, do you want to go up against a team who can take you to five games? Or do you want to see a team that you can just 3-0 sweep immediately? And, you know, my mentality is like, I always want the weaker team. But Mr. Ray himself had a different answer, as he always does. Easy answer. We got we got something to prove on both sides. We've been we've had Florida's number last few tournaments, and we want to keep that. And then we lost the last event to Toronto at close game, so we want to turn that around and show that was a fluke. So it honestly doesn't matter. We're looking forward to playing both. Doesn't matter. You heard the man himself. He said it doesn't matter. He doesn't care. 
who they face as long as they face somebody in their winner's semifinals match. So, by the way, the Empire only have to win at, from their position yesterday. Let's only have to win three games before they get that coveted COD championship trophy on their hands. Now, who do they end up facing? Of course, we'll get into that a little bit later uh, in the show, but I mean, I'm going to break the secret for you. They, they had to face Toronto. All right. Toronto uh, and Florida had a you know, decent little match against each other. Toronto ends up taking uh, the series, have to face the Empire. On the other end of the winner's semifinals, Atlanta phase had to go up against the Chicago Huntsman yesterday. So we had two winner's semifinals matches. And, man, I'll tell you right now, it's, it's, it's getting kind of uh, crowded in terms of just you have the top three seeds all in the semifinals. Not to mention, it's a double elimination tournament, so you have two chances once you drop out of the winners out of the winners bracket into losers to have a chance to make another run to reset the bracket. Of course, I don't find a reset bracket that easy. Landon Lando Sanders, uh, he had him. We had him on as a guest last week. He talked about you know just how crazy difficult it is to actually have a reset bracket in Call of Duty. The skills, ca- the skill caps for the top five teams are just ridiculous as is. I mean, I had my own little power rankings coming into this. You know, Atlanta phase was number one. Fuel, not fuel, excuse me, Empire, number two. Hunts, Huntsman were number three. And then number four is probably Florida or, or any mishmash of anybody else you want to throw in number four. But really, the top three are, are a talent at this point that we can't really ignore. So, phase up against Huntsman. Of course, uh, that's a tough five-game series between those two teams, and it's right that series deserved five games. Faze would win though, three games to two, too much for Chicago to handle, and would await who would be who would be the winner between Dallas and Toronto. And watching the games play out, you know Dallas takes game one against Toronto. Toronto takes game two. It's kind of like this little back and forth they have going on. Tough series for four games straight. And then Game 5 comes in, and we'll play the highlight during best plays of the week, but Game 5 comes in between Toronto and Dallas, and they absolutely wipe the floor with Toronto. The Ultra have no chance at all. I think the final score on that hard point was like 250 to 118, something ridiculous like that. It was it was just Empire just, just proving themselves that when it when Clutch comes to Clutch, they can bring it out. And they can take a series when it counts. Um, really, at that at the post game, uh, I guess presser, not presser. Lando had a little uh, post game interview with Clayster, who said pretty much um, the Empire get better the longer a series goes. Oh, hundred percent. I think that the longer a series goes on, the more confident I get. Um, I trust our group of guys in game fives more than anybody else. I trust us in those clutch situations. I trust us when our backs are up against the wall. And their backs were up against the wall in game five. They came back and proved themselves that they des- you know, for any doubters out there that they deserved to be in this this winner's bracket past the winner's semifinals. Now they're up against Atlanta phase in the winner's finals, and while that deserves a conversation, oof, I could, I could do a whole segment on Atlanta phase versus Dallas. Um, we'll hit on that a little bit, but speaking of doubters, you know, Call of Duty, I'm not trying to point fingers or name names, but let's admit it, Call of Duty as an eSport, kind of toxic. 
you know, a lot of trash talking, a lot of back and forth going on. I kind of love it. I don't hate it. It's like wrestling. You hear all the smack talk back and forth. It's a good thing for the sport. It's a good thing for us as fans to kind of watch and enjoy. Now, uh, of course, Twitter, Reddit, you know, all the other platforms, all the, the, the fans online, that whole presence, they flame everybody and anybody, Dallas included. And so Lando, in this post-game uh, interview with, with Clayster, asked, he asked Clayster pretty much, did it feel good to shut those haters up? I honestly don't pay too much mind to it. Um, I mean, I know what my own head, like what is going on in my own head. I know how good I am. I know what I bring to a team. And all of my teammates have told me this. And it's not something like I'm just full of myself. Like they're all like, yeah, we love when you do this. We love when you do that. So honestly, like, yeah, okay. We might not have been playing well. We've won three tournaments this year. We're the second seed. We're now in the winner's finals of champs. So um, yeah. whatever they want to say, they can say it. Because, I mean, obviously whatever <laughs> we're doing is, is, is succeeding. And really that's all that matters is succeeding each and every tournament that we play in. That's right. The best way to shut up haters, uh, win. Show, throw facts in their face. They can't, you know, dif- dispute facts. So Clayster there, of course, you know, he, he doesn't care about the haters. We kind of, kind of, you know, we all kind of hate about the haters a little bit. Might as I mean, they kind of give you fuel. It's like MJ said, you know, it's 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 personal. But uh, for the most part, now the focus for Dallas comes to Atlanta. Now these two teams have been at it all season. Atlanta three, three home series championships under their belt. Dallas, as you as you heard, Clay's there. Three home series championships under their belts. I'm gonna be honest with you. Whoever wins this probably wins the whole thing. Um, I mean, they'll wait in champs. There's, there's a chance we could see these two rematch again in champs. But each team has now one week to study each other. One week to figure out where their advantages lie, what disadvantages they want to distance themselves from. They've been the top two all season. However, Atlanta does hold a little bit of an edge in terms of track record. The season series against Dallas between Atlanta, 5-1 and one in favor of FaZe. Empire have only won one series against the FaZe. That's a little bit of a chip on the shoulder for Dallas. Obviously, that's going to be something that they might have to, they might, not, might not have to, they will have to use it as motivation as they're coming at this game from an underdog position. Personally speaking, you have to look at it like you're an underdog. If you look into it and think like you're the top dog and you, you know, they have to play towards you, you'd be entirely incorrect. There's just certain things you have to respect going into a winner's finals, and this is one of those things. Faces beat you guys five times. Strategy has to be involved, and, and, and you have to be in that mindset of we have to prove everybody wrong. And you know They've already done it once, twice, three times this season the Empire have. Clay, Krim, they don't care. They, want, they love proving people wrong. But let's, go, let's get down to a prediction, right? If I... If I had to predict, right, I, I, it's gonna be two. It's gonna be two separate predictions, as always on this show. I got, I got one for the head and one for the heart. My head is saying, Phase takes this in five games. That's what my head is saying. My heart is saying, though, Dallas takes it in four. I think if Dallas gets out to an early one-game lead, 
that's all the momentum they need to kind of take the series. One game is is all it takes to build momentum on your side. Now, obviously, that goes both ways, though. Phase takes one one game in the series. You know, it, the momentum's on, on on the momentum's on their side, so you have to kind of play around with that mentality and 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 just. It's a tough, tough playoff round. But look, that'll come at some point this week. I believe it's Friday or Saturday. Is is the uh, the, the winners' finals. We'll have a bunch of we have four elimination matches tonight to watch, and it's just like man, it's it's a, it's a lot of Call of Duty to get through today. So I, I highly encourage people to watch these games coming up because uh, whoever loses from Atlanta and Dallas will go on to face one of these guys. But look, enough about you know. CDL playoffs and, and, and all that. We can't really discuss playoffs without addressing the obvious. How much does this championship matter if it's online? And anybody will tell you, of course, oh, you know, does it matter if it's online, on land? Does it matter if you're playing with potatoes or whatever? Championship's a championship. And, you know, I, I'd agree with that. However, a lot of fans would say, you know, there's issues to be had with online, obvious networking, obvious server issues things of that nature that we can't really control, but Activision Blizzard really could have done better to control. For example, I've always thought um, why a COD Champs bubble was never really considered. It was talked, I mean, I'm sure it was talked about, but it was it was never really considered. So on Friday's presser, I asked uh, Ray, what about a COD bubble would you guys like to play on LAN preferable to this? And obviously the answer is yes, but he added something interesting at the end. Like I'm going to speak for the organization here. We were all really looking forward to that option being the case for champs this year. I don't think there's very, if there's any teams, there's maybe one or two in the whole league that really were looking to like play online. Everyone was trying to, everyone was willing to try and see what we could do to make it work. Um, at the time where these things were discussed and the planning ahead of it, it didn't seem really feasible to do so. Um, and obviously like we're, <clears throat> it's kind of out of our control. So we're just here kind of understanding the decision and, and going along with it. But yeah, no, I'd, I'd say I, I could probably speak for all the players here. Like we'd much, rather, we'd much rather be in a position where we're playing on land for champs than anything else. Uh, we feel like it suits our game a lot more. We feel like our kind of level of play is better suited for land. And yeah, just this, the fact that it matters, we're not. So we just got to adapt and we've been doing a good job at that so far. Yeah. So for, for whatever reason, players, obviously all the players would rather play on land. But for whatever reason, the the ownership groups, the the league itself, never really considered it. it wasn't It wasn't feasible for them somehow, you know. And I I tweeted something out saying pretty much you know, take a hotel for two weeks, convert like two conference halls, two conference stages into uh, you know actual stages for the games, and just have the players for two weeks duke it out. However, the ownership groups didn't really appear to either like how the money was being cut up that way or the talks were never serious enough to begin with and they just said, you know what, forget about it. Online, it's we've already been doing it all season. It hasn't hurt our bo- our bottom dollar yet, so let's let's just keep doing it. Luckily for me, I had uh, ESPN eSports correspondent uh, Arda Ocal ask a follow-up as to how far those talks actually got. Just to follow up on what Kevin asked, Ray, how far did the COD bubble conversation go? Like, was that a real possibility that that could have happened for playoffs? I have no idea how 
far the league pushed it. Um, I just know that it was in conversation, just like everything else. Like the league's been very kind of transparent about discussing with the owners and the GMs and the coaches and the players when it comes to rulings, events, and all that stuff like formatting. So I just I just know that it was a discussion. I have no idea. Like it probably just I'm sure it's maybe like just an opinion or a hypothetical from a, an owner that wanted the, the whole thing to happen on land. Beyond that, I have no idea exactly how far that went. Or if it was just beyond talk. Yeah. So apparently we will we'll never have any idea probably until after the season is over just how close we got to having an esports the first esports bubble in a while but for now it looks like we just have to be content with league of legends doing their world's bubble in china this year which is that's fine it's cool but can you imagine the memes that would have popped out if all these cod players got together in a hotel it would have been amazing it would have been a great marketing deal they would have made more money off that than they would have lost but that has been my discussion on the CDL playoffs for this past week. Um, yeah, we have more games tonight. Follow the YouTube channel, uh, Call of Duty's YouTube channel, of course, for all the games and action. Overwatch League has the same thing. Um, don't miss any of this stuff tonight. Coming up next, gotta talk about the best plays of the week. Every week we do it here on the show at 1030. Best plays of the week coming up on Free to Play right here on 103.3 FM ESPN. Major League Baseball is underway on ESPN Radio 103.3 FM ESPN. Swing and a ball hammered out towards left center field. That one on its way back there, and that is gone. Home run Aaron Judge, and he pulled that one. I think it went over the bullpen. This evening at 6, it's the Phillies versus the Braves. Play ball on the station for the biggest games in Major League Baseball. 103.3 FM ESPN Radio. Welcome into Free to Play, right here at 103.3 FM ESPN. Kevin Correa here. Follow me on Twitter at Correa24. As we break down now the best plays of the week, as you're charged on the Sports Center, Dallas Stars defeating the uh, the Avs for Game One. A lot of Dallas versus uh, Canada this uh, this is upcoming last week. I mean, Dallas took down Calgary Flames. Uh, the Dallas Empire took down Toronto Ultra. And now the Dallas Fuel of the Overwatch League had to face up against the Toronto Defiant. It's a lot of Canada versus Texas here. I don't know what they're trying to tell us. Uh, I mean, trying to start like a North versus South Redux. Not sure. But Dallas Fuel versus Toronto Defiant is where we start our best plays of the week. Series advantage 2-1 going into game four. Dallas up against Toronto. Toronto's trying to mount a reverse sweep, but Dallas says... Uh-uh-uh. This fight is almost assuredly going to start with Doha with an EMP. You've got Paintbrush with a potentially very aggressive foul. Note has been on point on D.Va this entire series, so I just feel like he's not going to mess this one up either. Way, way deeper than I thought. Why, why, why? Okay, it's working. It's working. They've taken out both supports. The aggression. See, okay, even as you have the sofa pressure in the back. Not quite a C9 moment, so the fuel go for a dangerous gambit, but it pays off. They stop the Defiant, they prevent any semblance of reverse sweep, and they take the series 3-1. was not a beautiful series, it was not a clean series, but at the end of it all, it's a W, and it's something for Dallas to build on. Yeah, a uh, very sloppy series from both ends of people. Again, you heard there, Dallas takes the series 3-1. Excellent EMP from Doha there to engage, and so, you know, sometimes the best defense can be the best offense, so Dallas taking the initiative and taking the risk there, paying off somewhat beautifully. I mean, you know, chaos is a beauty all of its own. 
Fuel with an 8-13 and 13 record coming down last weekend of the season. Um, they had to face the Paris Eternal today at 2, I believe. Uh, every team in the league. So no, no matter what your record is, you still get a spot in the playoffs, albeit seated somewhat lower depending on your record. Um, playoffs start Thursday is September 3rd. There you go. That's that's a good part right there. We get playoff, 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 playoff everywhere. Speaking of another playoff, League of Legends, LCS, and LEC, their playoffs underway. Of course, we have to talk about Cloud9 versus FlyQuest in a pretty good game there. Last week, we heard us break down the TSM versus Golden Guardians and then TSM defeating Dignitas. Uh, in losers round two, Golden Guardians and Team Solo Middle face each other later today at three. Cloud9 versus FlyQuest on the winner's semifinals. Man, it was... Uh, I don't know if I'm shocked to see FlyQuest perform this good or if it's just something I should get used to. Cloud9 are one team fight away from going to the loser's bracket. FlyQuest are this close to qualifying for Worlds. Nexus turret number one is gone. Cloud9 must make their defense here, but Cloud9 disengage well enough that Ignar does not want to overcommit underneath that remaining turret. All 11 turrets on the Cloud9 side have disintegrated. It is the Nexus and the Nexus alone standing in the C9 base as FlyQuest's Baron buff wears off. They are now looking to continue the push in their natural state, ready to go for the Nexus itself. Here comes your team fight. Sven's barely kept alive after the ulti comes through from the Senna. FlyQuest will focus the Nexus, and FlyQuest are your first North American team going to Worlds 2020. Matze Santorin has really turned that team around for the most part. Already had second place finish for the spring split of LCS earlier this year. Now they secure themselves a Worlds placing against Cloud9, you know, the perennial favorites half the time. Cloud9, by the way, dropping. So far, so fast. It's 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 unbelievable, really, just how far they've dropped. I mean, they beat essentially no one to get to their semifinal spot and then dropped like five games in the last few weeks to really make it that far. So they had to face evil geniuses on the rebound. How would they survive this one? Well, pretty easily, I might say. These are the benefits of, of having the orange topside tank, right? He's just massive front line. Meanwhile, EGF, no structure to their team fights, so it's really hard for them. And they had to pull out you know, some bush ganks or something. But here we go, Cloud9 looking to get the 3-0 sweep. Can they finish? Yep, yeah, Cloud9 coming in through that lower bracket, saying the water's fine. We know what a gauntlet's like. We like playing consecutive games and taking consecutive series. This one is going to be a 3-0 over Evil Geniuses. 3-0 sweep for C9, so they, they survive. They advance. They'll await the winner of TSM Golden Guardians later this afternoon. And then they'll have to face them, I believe, on Thursday, or Friday, I should say, to see who would make it to the loser's final against whoever loses out of the winner's final. Brackets are fun. Love brackets. Moving away from North America now into Europe, where, man, Schalke 04. That is a team that has defied expectations. I don't know what more can be said about this. A miracle run back in week five of the LEC. Schalke had a record of one in ten. Dead last. Fast forward three weeks towards the end of the season. They've won seven straight games to squeak into the LEC playoffs. Their first matchup against SK Gaming in the loser's bracket because they're lower seeded. 
a lot of people questioned whether Shockey could keep this momentum going into playoffs. Well, Shockey happily provided their response. Two flanks as well. Odo from the right. Up the hook. Up the hook. This time look at Odo. Odo jumps in. The Hemo play catches onto four. Zazi's running away from oh. It's done. It's done. Schalke proved that miracles can be made real. They are pushing into the base. SK Gaming have been obliterated, destroyed, deconstructed, and frankly embarrassed by Schalke today. This is a 3-0. 10 games in a row. And the question I ask everybody is how good are Schalke? How far will this miracle run go? Schalke beat SK at every stage of the way, through draft, through playmaking, through team fighting, and through all the freaking dog A. This team is legit. They're legit, all right. You can hear there, the cast just building with emotion, anticipation. Schalke defeats SK Gaming, 3-0 sweep. They, that means they've won 10 games in a row to get to losers round two. They'll await their opponent between Fnatic, Rogue, and Mad Lions. Whoever's lower-seeded will move down and face Schalke. The higher-seeded one will have to kind of scooch over to the next round of face to await whoever wins that game. But, man, an absolutely stunning performance from Schalke. I mean, what more can, can, can be said? 3-0 sweep of SK. Next Friday, this this upcoming Friday is... is, is Shaka's next match. Keep your eyes peeled for that one. Kevin Curry here. Best plays of the week on Free to Play 103.3 FM ESPN. If I miss anything, let me know on at Korea24 on Twitter. And um, let's move on to one of my favorite esports. It's the Rocket Powered Soccer Cars. Rocket League, of course. RLCSX starting up with their Fall the Grid North America tournament, weekly tournament, of course. Got to bring up that Team Envy in semis. I think for the second straight time, versus Rogue Gaming in an epic five-game series that featured two overtimes in the series, including the finale, Game 5, Team Envy putting up a defensive clinic for a solid 90 seconds extending into overtime, but eventually Rogue would find the crack in that armor. Now missed around Kronovi, but first killer. Still has Crow downfield. Watch the redirect. It's on and saved by Atomic. Now the follow from first killer. Cleared away by Mist. <laughs> Just in time. Every time. Save it again. Oh, stop. Stop getting so close to each other. I swear, Ender, that I caught each other up in net. And Turbo barely no, Turbo. Oh, that is off the corner of the goal to clear away. They got to get a clear. Rogue just sat in the third and the ball was handed to them. Somebody get the touch. No, first killer and puts it in. And Rogue take down Envy in five. Envy go down in the quarterfinals for the second week in a row. Unfortunately, two overtime losses against Envy does not make a series winner there. So Envy walking away, I think, with uh, fifth, sixth place there, which is, you know, no money, but you get some extra points. Not too shabby. Rogue would eventually get eliminated by Space Station Gaming, who would make the grand finals off that victory. Rogue Rogue actually kind of made a series there. They were leading Space Station 
Space Station comes all the way back, wins the series in seven games, defeating Rogue Gaming 4-3 series overall. Now, in the Grand Finals, two Rocket League powerhouses, Space Station versus NRG. Best of seven, again. This one also featured two overtimes, but it would be over by Game 6 when Space Station would just out-rotate NRG and take home another great championship. That was an outrageous save. Garrett really did all he could in that position. Perfect placement, and he didn't hold back on the power. Rettles pass two. But they still have Garrett in defense. NRG have reminded Space Station that they are still a threat. They're still a force to be reckoned with. Space Station have looked every bit their equal, even when NRG have stepped it up in this game. Sipical against Justin. He's having to run away, but what a play by Sipical. Gets away from the demo and gets a monstrous clear. Now it's wide open for Rettles and Space Station. Make it four in a row. They make it the second grid championship. Unreal from Sipical. Yeah, just absolutely insane. Space Station would end up uh, taking home that prize. $4,500? $4, yeah, $4,500 as well. 201 points in uh, grid points, I would say. Grid points add up to your total, you know, I guess in your season standings. I'm not sure your seating. But Space Station in first place of the grid points with 552. G2 behind them with 361. Team Envy in third place with 370, or 270, excuse me. So not a bad week at all for Envy. Hopefully the fuel can help out this uh, afternoon and bring home another Dallas victory on top of the Mavericks, actually. So don't forget Mavericks later today at 1.30, uh, 2.30 tip-off, right? So yeah, we'll, we'll have that here on the station as well. Lastly, we talked about it earlier in the show, CDL playoffs, Dallas Empire, Toronto Ultra. Empire having to go to five games here, but the journey was hard. The destination was even easier. It is disgusting. It is ruthless aggression. Dallas Empire, a statement. I mean, if you're Toronto Ultra right now, I mean, for the last, like, two and a half minutes, I'd be talking about search and destroy strats going into the final map. I'd just be thinking, like, all right, so we could do a break. Here's what we'll be doing in these situations. This is a rough one. But Ultra, never say die. They're not out of this just yet. Cargo containers once again. We saw the breaks from behind, but great from the Dallas Empire. We do have number nine. Cammy's going to need control of the warehouse going forwards. The possibility for a decent string of moments here. Uh, they're all dead. That was it. Chance, I was like, this is it. That's one more kill. That is done. It is finished. Give us the game five. Dallas Empire. What a state. The, the, the quickest route to a game five I, I think we have seen from a gunrunner hardpoint. I think it was like 10 minutes total for that game five. Not at all too shabby of timing. I, I mean, I'll take it home. I'll, I'll take it to the bank every day of the week. Dallas Empire, of course, advancing to the winner's finals. They'll face phase this upcoming Saturday, August 29th. Today, though, we have four, the four, one, two, three, yeah, four matches. Elimination rounds. Optic Gaming versus Florida. London versus New York. Winners of those will have to face Chicago and Toronto. And if you lose it all at this point, you're going home. Whoever loses between Dallas and FaZe will go to the elimination finals where, boy oh boy, boy, oh boy anything can happen. Well, that has been your best plays of the week. If I've missed anything at all, let me know on Twitter at Korea24. And, uh, you know, tell me how wrong I am. I always like that. 
But anyways, guys, got to put a capper on this show now as uh, we got to bring up some weird headlines. LEC, LCS updates. Have to talk about uh, a certain move from esports into the real world that actually affects all of us here, you know, physically. And some all-star teams for the LEC. Got to talk about that too. All that coming up next. We put a cap on this one on Free to Play, 103.3 FM ESPN. Kellerman Show. Football is a game where the quarterback can have an enormous influence on wins and losses on a team, more than anyone on a baseball team, say. The intensity. Trout does not have the same influence on wins and losses. Now you look at basketball. The heat. LeBron James, a lot of people still think is the best player in the world. I'm not one of them. Not like he's clearly the best player in the world. You've heard him on first take, and now you get even more Max. The Max Kellerman Show. Afternoons 1 to 3 on 103.3 FM ESPN. Free to play, right here, 103.3 FM ESPN, Kevin Correa here. If you missed any portion of today's show, no worries at all. We'll podcast it all, put it in a nice little package for you, nice and neat. Go see it on KESN1033.com slash podcast, the free to play icon. Also available on Apple and Spotify and all those good other, you know, podcast services out there. Also, let me know, you know, how you think the show is doing so far. Hit me with some questions, of course. I'm more than happy to answer any and all of them. Now, we have to wrap up the show, unfortunately. It's the worst part of every Sunday. Got to wrap, wrap up another free-to-play. But I leave you with some good news. In the world of Formula One, a racer by the name of James Baldwin has won his first ever GT3 at Alton Park. You don't know what that means? He he won a Formula One race. It's his, his very first one. Why is this so special, Kevin? Why is it his first one? Obviously, it's a great thing to get out of the way. Oh, because he used to be, literally like two weeks ago, an esports driver. I mean, you probably saw that one coming. You know, the show is all about esports. You know, why would I bring up a Formula One driver if he wasn't somehow involved in esports? So he made the transition from esports to real real world racing. And then a year ago, he ditched studying for an engineering degree, became a full-time professional sim racer. Now, these racers, they don't play. Sim racing is just as competitive as actual uh, real-world racing. And, of course, he made his debut with a McLaren 720S GT3. Insane. Could you imagine? Just like, hey, I'm in a... You know, pretty souped up three thousand uh, dollar, you know, racing sim. Let me kind of promote myself up to a million dollar car, Formula One racing car. That's insane, absolutely insane. So after him and his teammate won, he was asked like, "What's the biggest difference between the two? And obviously, he said like the physicality, the fact that when you pump the brake, you're getting like 120 pounds of pressure right in your chest because of how tight those corners are, and so. This man pretty much took on sim racing as a career, and then he ended up somehow, they, they, they saw his results, were like, let's try him out on the track, gave him a few test runs, they liked what they saw, and they put him out there, and he ended up winning. And so, how do you just throw somebody an expensive McLaren like that? That's insane. So, But good on you, James Baldwin, for uh, actually doing what few others 
have been able to accomplish. You know, you don't play, you know, Madden and somehow find yourself with an NFL contract. You don't play NBA 2K, find yourself with an NBA contract. You don't play the show, suddenly get signed in free agency. That's not how that works. But a quick little update for you guys in the LCS. Of course, uh, like I said, Team Liquid, so excuse me, Team Solo Mid against Golden Guardians today at three. Winner of that match will go on to face Cloud9 in the losers round. Meanwhile, Team Liquid versus FlyQuest will take place on Saturday, or I believe that's Sunday at three o'clock as well. Um, two good matches there. You don't want to miss those two. LEC, Shaka, the Dream Team, play again on third on Friday, excuse me, and then Fnatic versus. Uh, Rogue in the, the LEC, of course. Let me see how that game's going real quick. But uh, G2 Esports has defeated Mad Lions. They move on to the uh, the winner's finals, I guess. Aren't you sorry? But for now, it appears that Fnatic has taken a one-game lead over uh, Rogue, and they're just now getting into draft phase there, too. So, what's what's next for the LCS besides playoffs, of course? Well, LCS Commissioner... Uh, Ryan Gre- or Chris Greeley, excuse me, spoke that Riot Games is looking to pretty much organize collegiate and amateur League of Legends under their banner. That's insane. Could you imagine that? League of Legends essentially forming a pipeline from high school, college into the LCS, into the LEC. That's that's you know. That's equal to the NFL, the NBA, kind of forming their own sort of pipelines with uh, the NCAA. Could this be an example for esports in the future? That remains to be seen. I think a lot of discussion has has to take place in terms of um, compensation. Like, would you pay the school for the student's time? Would you pay the student? That brings up a whole other topic. How does how would sponsorship works? How would sponsorships work? It's it's a lot of variables that hopefully Riot and and, and Chris Greeley can really get into and, and solve. But for the most part, I think it's it's a very uh, cautious good deal. It's like it's I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic this is a good deal because you know it's it's it depends on where these. Um, where where the money's going? Is it going back to the schools? Is it going to these programs? Is it going to the league? Like, who's who's cashing the checks at the end of the day? And really, we won't have a clue until they actually get this pipeline up and running. And I'm just curious to see how this will all play out in the next year or two. I think um, once COVID-19 kind of has, has calmed down a bit by next year, we should see more of this collegiate league stuff pop up more and we'll have more details and the like. But it's important to keep to keep track of it now instead of later. But that has been my time. Uh, if you like what you heard, follow me on Twitter at Kray24. Let me know. Uh, KESN1033.com slash podcast. Hit the free-to-play icon. You can listen to all of our past episodes there. You got a packed month of September coming up for you guys. We got to get to August 1st. I know. Real tough. But this next weekend should be very exciting for playoffs. Don't miss that. Right here on 103.3 FM, ESPN. Let's make Kevin Correa happy tonight.